This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peveril and I'm joined by my co-host... Not Mark Davison this week. No, we've got a special guest for this week's episode. And that would be Behind the Steel Curtains, co-editor, Jeff Hartman. Welcome to Steelers Touchdown Under. Hey, what's up, man? I'm I'm really excited for this. We've had this in the we've been planning this for a couple weeks now. You knew that Mark was gonna be gone. And so you said because someone wanted to join you. I was like, you know what? I don't know if you know this, but Someone actually asked me a question on my Let's Ride podcast in a mailbag question saying, what are the odds that we could get you and the Aussies together? And I was like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And here we are. I'm excited to get your take on some Steelers because honestly, I think the most that I've talked to you about anything in particular was about my favorite TV show, which is Yellowstone, and not the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, I feel like <laughs> so I feel like this is fresh. We're, we're, we're going to break new ground here. I'm excited. That's it. And, and look for everyone out there as well. It's pretty special for Jeff to be joining us. Actually, his birthday today. I won't yeah. be respectful of age, but like happy birthday to Jeff. And I'm sure when the regulars are jumping in this live chat, um, you know, everyone just wishes you happy birthday. Thank you for everything you do for us as part of that BTSC family. But yeah, I hope you've had a good day of celebrations. Thank you. At 38 years old uh, or years young, however you want to put it. My kids asked me today, like, well, how's it feel to be 38? And I said the same as it did to be 37. So... <laughs> 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 it's about the same i can't complain life is good yeah i mean i'm coming up to the 30th birthday and i'm i'm starting to realize what an old man i am when i'm seeing people out like doing the tiktoks out and stuff and i'm like what is that <laughs> like i'm like i'm starting to feel old now like i feel like i've hit that, <laughs> hit that thing. So, social media passes you up so 
quick. Like that's the biggest thing, you know, like, cause when I was, well, shoot, I've really date myself and I'm sure that it's worse for everyone else. But you know, when I was in college and I was graduating, Facebook was just now was just going around to all the colleges, you know, it started in the, in the, you know, the Ivy leagues, and then it moved to the major universities in our, in our country. And I didn't even know what Facebook was when I graduated. And then Twitter, it was funny because some of my students and my former players, when I coached, I had a bigger Twitter following than they did because of the work I did for behind the steel curtain. And so they would get really frustrated and mad. Like, how do you have so many Twitter followers? Like I, you just don't do it as well as I do, I guess. But now with TikTok and stuff and Instagram and I, there, there were, I found out from my students this week in school, like there's some other platforms I didn't even heard of. So yeah. it passes you up quick. It really, really quick. Yeah, this is the one for me. So like we all just said this about like that eight year difference there. And, you know, I remember jumping on on MySpace. That was the first one. But yeah, TikTok's <laughs> the one that I just went, you know, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm just that that that's going to start to pass me by. So <laughs> and then crazy. It's actually and it does relate to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Jeff, you know about this this week. But um, for all the listeners out there and, and for those tuning in live now, we actually in Australia have had Facebook um, ban um news media and sharing news media in, in in our country due to the the government's doing some work to sort of make facebook pay for the news that they share and and sort of recuperate some of those journalism jobs and you know right now um mark and i over here and any international fans in australia we actually can't even view the pittsburgh steelers page in facebook right now because of the media that they share we can't view so it's great to be able to join you guys live now through Streamyard <laughs> on facebook but we actually can't even see the facebook page for btsc right now so it's crazy times down here but look yeah let's crack into some steelers so interesting week i'd love to say massive week for the pittsburgh steelers is something that mark and i like to talk about but you know what it's it's been rather quiet. Like, obviously, we came out of last weekend with Pouncey's retirement news. We've had JJ Watt sort of be released by the Texans, and then there's all that fuel on the fire. Will he be a Pittsburgh steal? Will he not? Will it be, you know, maximum wattage down in Pittsburgh? You had Kel Kevin Colbert's interview as well. Still don't know where it's sitting with Big Ben. So for us, the really the theme of this week's show is going to be really centered around it's another quiet – it has been a quiet week for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this offseason – there has been a little bit of news, but it has been quiet. And is it really this calm before the storm? You know, is it this calm before, you know, we've got these 23 agents. What are we doing with them? What's the salary cap number? You know, who, who's going to be there? Who's not? I guess, Jeff, you and you've obviously had a lot of shows this week. What's the piece that stood out for you that you, you sort of sat back there as a fan and just went out, outside of that role as the co-editor co of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com? And our, and our podcast family in the YouTube shows, what sort of sat there as a fan? You went, wow, that's still the most burning question for me. And to me, the, the most poignant news, which really was the only news this week, was the Kevin Colbert's comments, but specifically about Ben Roethlisberger. It, it just was one of those situations where I read what he said and I listened to some interviews and you're seeing on Twitter when he was speaking with the media People like Mark Caballi and and uh, Jerry Dulac and Ed Bouchette—they're all tweeting about what's going on, and the comments were—I don't know if you compare them to last year. Okay, last season he was actually at the scouting conference or was getting ready to go because that hadn't been canceled at the time, and he was talking about how Ben Roethlisberger could be better this year than he was before his injury because he had a year off, he was able to study the game, his elbow looks great, and boy, the, the change in a year. 
And it's not that I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger can play anymore, but they realize the salary cap hit is big. And that, I, I just was shocked that that's the approach he took. Brian Anthony Davis on the Steelers preview called, said he was playing bad cop. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that far, but to me, that was what a little alarm went off in my head and said, wow, like that, those comments were just, they were a little off for me. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah, I think, I mean, the question sits there for me. It's like, is what's the cost of bringing back Big Ben? And I, and I followed that conversation that you guys had there, you know, in the preview and it's, can Canada run his offense? We, we can't afford Ben. Is Ben going to come back, you know, for less money and not being able to make decisions? He's not coming back necessarily to play with the mates that he's, you know, sort of had, you know, this past decade and what have you. So for me, and, I, and when we look at the Steelers have to move on from Big Ben eventually, and, and it's starting to feel like it that's inevitably coming. And, yeah, my gut, I, I'm with Brian a little bit. My gut leans toward I don't think Ben's going to be coming back this season. I it, it It's hard. It's not that I don't think he doesn't want to. It's that I think there's just going to be this unfortunate breakup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. So you say he's not coming back. Do you think he's going to be retired or do you think he's going to get released? Well, this is the question. It comes down to whether Ben is happy to go, I want to be retired or whether he's going to stick his foot in the ground and be stubborn uh, on that, on that, on that front. And in fairness to him, he's probably got that right. He's got that right to be, and therefore it becomes a release. But I think it's a release. That's really where retiring you, Ben. I I can't see him signing for another team. I, I don't, I don't see that. Well, let's let's run this let's run this gambit though. Let's just say that Roethlisberger gets released. He says I can still play, and the Steelers say that's great. You can be like Franco Harris. You can finish your career somewhere else. Where do you think he goes? What team do you think could actually say, "Wow, we could get Ben Roethlisberger and we could compete right now"? If you don't know off the top of your head, I can get one that comes to mind. Oh, I've got a couple that come to Go ahead. mind. Go ahead. I've got a couple that come to mind. My question, though, is, is he going to pack up his whole family and go do that? And I, I just don't know. I just don't know whether he's going to do that. And that's the that's the bit for me. If if I'm looking at it. Don't bring logic into it, Maddie. Just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, I like logic, though. Logic's helpful. Um, you know what? I could actually see him, funnily enough, I could see him at the Carolina Panthers. Really? See, that's one I would not have guessed. Go ahead, explain yourself. Okay, so I don't think they're bringing back. If you look at the comments about Teddy Bridgewater, they are not bringing. They do not want no. to bring back Teddy Bridgewater. Agreed. Equally, right? Where they're picking in the draft, they might be better off getting a really good O lineman, for example. And they have a uh, there's some decent O lineman already on that roster. They have McCaffrey who can run the football, right? So they immediately take some pressure off Big Ben. They've got a couple of wide receivers there as well. Then you bring Ben in on a one-year deal, right? If it goes horribly wrong, if Ben can't throw the football, you've suddenly got a really high draft pick next year that you can play with, and you can dra draft in Sam Holwell, who's meant to be the best quarterback in next year's draft. To me, that makes makes sense. Equally, you've got Matt Rule over there, um, a coach that's like trying to build this dynasty, trying to keep some players interested. The owner over there as well is an ex-part you know, part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. To me, it makes sense. The other one for me was the Chargers, but he's not going to play back up to he's not going to play back up to Justin Herbert, and I don't think he's going to move to the other side of the country. So for me, it is the Carolina Panthers. What about you, though, Jeff? You've got a you've got I a team in mind. Yeah, I do have a team in mind. It wasn't one that you said. I actually would would think about the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears are a team that is. I think that most people I do I do 
last year they're a competitive team if they have a quarterback. But between Nick Foles and Trubisky, yeah. they didn't have a quarterback. And you have to look for those teams that think we're just a we're just one player. We're one quarterback away. And that would be the team that you would think would try to get lure Ben away if he is indeed released, which by the way, we're not suggesting that's going to happen. We're basically just playing, playing this game and having some fun. Um, Some people had said, I saw online somewhere saying the 49ers, I'm not sure I'm buying that with Jimmy G still, still supposed to be back. I don't think they would go that route. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It, It would be nuts to see Ben in another uniform, but what would be what would be tougher, <laughs> watching Ben in another uniform or having to sit through a season of Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph at quarterback? That's it, and that leads perfectly into the news for me for the week that actually affects the affects the Pittsburgh Steelers. If I look at Kevin Colbert's comments this week, I look at the Colts acquiring um, Carson Wentz. Your your prediction a couple of weeks back, or your request for the Steelers if they if Ben wasn't coming back for Trey Lance, that is a looking a lot more like a possibility now because with the Colts with the Colts getting Wentz, you're seeing another team that needed a quarterback suddenly fill a role there, and therefore I do actually think in this draft now they're starting to get a bit of room in terms of when you look at the teams in that first sort of draft order, you know. I can't see the Atlanta Falcons not taking, you know, um, Zach Wilson if he's not on the board. You're obviously going to get Justin Fields is going to be somewhere in the mix in those top quarterbacks as well. Trevor Lawrence is obviously going first. But I now can see after that trade, like, and Kevin Colbert's comments and them not being able to, like, they're not going to be able to bring Big Ben on a $19 million salary on top of the signing bonus this year. I feel as though we're gearing up to the Steelers looking at an opportunity to trade up. We let's talk about this because you know I love talking about this type of stuff, and I know that either I'm talking to myself on Let's Ride or I'm talking to Dave, who doesn't like to talk about it because he <laughs> says it's not practical. So there are teams that like Carolina is a team that you have to watch out for. Detroit yep. is a team that I really am interested in because they just got golf, but do they do they think golf's a long term answer? Because and then also where are these teams? ranking Trey Lance amongst all those others that you named. Now I'm reading reports that there are some teams that are planning to put a jumbo package together and trying to trade to get the overall pick from Jacksonville. And say there's a team that say, I don't even know the draft order, but let's say they're towards the eight, nine, 10 range. Yes. About Carolina, Carolina range. And so they want range, right? So what if they just sell the farm to go get up one overall, what does that mean for Jacksonville when they move back to their spot? In other words, are they now going to be interested in Trey Lance? Are they going to go in a different route? They don't have a quarterback right now. Again, Gardner Minshew is not the guy that anyone thinks or wants as their starting quarterback. Uh, This is what's great about the NFL draft. And that's why draft day, I hate it when this stuff happens early. You know, when a trade is made a week before the draft, you're like, ah, yeah, boy, that you just got rid of the excitement. The excitement on draft day when you're watching and all this stuff's going down, you're like, oh man, this is insane. Um, I don't know. You know, you look at the prospects, and there's a lot of people that are saying that some like Kyle Trask, like I'm not interested in him. I'm not even interested in 
uh, the the Alabama quarterback. His name escapes me right now. Mac Jones. No, right. they, I said to Mark last week, if they draft Mac Jones, I'm complaining about it. So everyone will get bored of that. Everyone will tap out of that. But Mac Jones, no way. The biggest reason why it's not that I don't think Mac Jones can win games because you can still have those mobile type quarterbacks win in the NFL. But when you have Matt Cannon at your quarterback, he wants a guy that can at least be a threat to run. And yeah. that's why like Trey Lance would be perfect. Um, even fields. I'm, I'm not crazy about Ohio state quarterbacks. And that is the same for Dwayne Haskins. Um, I don't know. Some are saying that Dwayne Haskins might be the perfect fit. I'm I'm not sure I'm buying that. I'm not sure I'm buying that just yet, <laughs> but how do you think this is going to shake? What are, did you bring up the uh, draft order or anything? Yeah, I've got the draft order. So we'll go top 12. So we've got obviously Jacksonville followed by the jets, which you know, Miami Atlanta's in at four. The Bengals are in at five. The Eagles are in at six. Um, seven, you've got Detroit Lions, Panthers, nine, Denver Broncos, 10, Dallas Cowboys, 11th, New York Giants, 12th, San Francisco 49ers. So. A lot of those teams could use a quarterback. Well, this is the thing. The next, the next domino that I think affects this is like, where does Deshaun Watson play into it? Because are you, is it? This is the thing. Do you trade these massive jumbo packages up to get a Trevor Lawrence, or do you go after that same sort of package and you go in someone that's proven that's on a decent deal? When you think about the salary cap, will skyrocket after this year. Bring in Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, and he's a cheap hit this year too for a really for a quality starting quarterback at sixteen million dollars for your cap hit. So. I mean, and this is the thing with Trey Lance. When we talk about the, those those top four, maybe five, if you want to bundle Trask in there, or you want to bundle in um, bundle in Mac Jones into that 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 room, I sort of sort of sit there and go, Trey Lance looks like the biggest project out of him. He's the one that's got to come along a bit more. So for me, if I'm looking at and and this is the thing, whilst a lot of people might not trust an Ohio State quarterback, I think Justin Fields has done enough that some teams will take that. I don't know. I just. There's a lot to like about it with Trey Lance. And I see them, you know, what what have they got to look? If the Steelers did trade up for it, right? And we do, let's say we trade the first round pick this year, the first round pick next year, what have you. We could start, it, I mean, it could be a very like sort of what happened with Tua last year with Fitzpatrick over at Miami. It could be very much give Mason a couple of games that doesn't work. You know, even give Haskins a game then bring in Trey Lance. But there's stuff that we can ease him in here. And when I look at these different quarterbacks, even by Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance to me seems like a really nice fit for Matt Canada. I, I agree with you 100%. I think that the ideal situation would be that if Roethlisberger does return, if they find a way to keep him, and if you still jump up and get your Trey Lance, he that that takes all the pressure off him. He could basically be your quarterback, their QB3. He's learning the system. He's getting acclimated. He's not being thrust into the spotlight or on the field earlier than he needs to be. And then when Ben's done after next season, then it's his show because Mason Rudolph's going to be gone too. People forget that his, his contract expires at the end of the 2021 season. So I think that it's a really good spot for the Steelers to make an aggressive play. And I just have this gut feeling that one of these quarterbacks is going to slip. I, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be Lawrence and I don't think it's going to be Wilson. It's going to be between fields and Lance. There's going to, some of someone's going to free fall to the double digits in the draft order. And I think if that happens, that's when the Steelers might say, if we like this guy enough, let's pull the trigger. They did it with, they did it with Devin Bush. I think they'll do it again. If they have to, I don't think they want to give up a first next year though. I don't think that if I'm the Steelers, I'll, I'll give up 
a second next year and, a, and maybe even a third next year, knowing that the comp picks are going to come, but yeah. I'm not going to give up a first round pick next year. If I, if I can keep it now, that's a big, if it's a big, if. well, and I am being facetious here, but they could always just trade resign, do a sign and trade with Ben Carolina Panthers, swap the draft order. And then we can pick it. <laughs> we can pick it at like eight there in a, in a perfect world, in a perfect world. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's just, let's just play that one out. But I do want to bring up like Ryan Pella, Pellegrino's comments there from Facebook, which sort of says, what about Jamie Newman in the mid rounds? And I, I want to bring up this question because it brings up the question of what about those guys in those mid rounds? And there's a few guys that are still yet, I think yet to declare. And I think one of them is Ritter from Cincinnati who offers a little bit there. But the question for me is, um, and is sort of like, Jeff, what do you sort of think about those mid round quarterbacks? Cause for me, we've got too many needs. I don't want to waste a mid round, mid round pick here on a project quarterback. We've got two of them and they're sitting in the quarterback room right now. Agree with you hundred percent. Mason Rudolph is the atypical mid round quarterback. So is, uh, you look at some of the quarterbacks that have backed up Ben Roethlisberger in his time, whether Brian St. Pierre, Dennis Dixon. Um, oh my gosh. Who was the one that everyone hated his mind. I can't believe my mind's gone 38. I'm, I can't remember anything. Who was the quarterback? <laughs> Landry Jones. There you go. <laughs> Landry Jones. There he goes. It, these are just mid round guys. They're just another guy. Everyone wants to say, well, you know, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Antonio Brown was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. Those don't happen all the time. <laughs> those are not normal. Uh, that's not the norm. And so you can't bank on that, but what's really interesting. And I wrote this article today, Saturday, and I can't take credit for the, the data on it. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, this should be an article. And it was that from the, I don't know if you saw this from 2009 to 2016, every single first round quarterback is with another team or out of the league. That is like, to me, that's mind blowing, like absolutely mind blowing. Every, Single quarterback from 2009 until 2016, the first round quarterback is either not employed in the National Football League anymore or is obviously playing for another team. And that happened when I think Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff were shipped to different teams. That's what kind of pushed it over the edge. It's just incredible. And so when when I first saw that, like, shoot, drafting a quarterback in the first round is not a guarantee, not at all. And I can't think of the last time you know, you had a mid range quarterback actually pan out. There have been situations where that happens. Russell Wilson as Reginald puts in the live chat is, is a good example. But again, I don't feel like that's the norm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like if you're going to be aggressive, either if, if you're not going to be aggressive and go up and get that top tier talent, then you might as well stay where you are, build up the offensive line and see what you have with Haskins and Rudolph or, or Roethlisberger or whatever. Um, that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, I mean, the name being brought up in the live chat, and it's been brought up in the live chat for us on Steelers Touchdown Under for several weeks, is sort of Sam Darnold. What would you do to get Sam Darnold? I, I sort of was thinking about it this week when I saw some of those pieces come up, and there was a bit. I saw a bit more talk about Sam Darnold and what are the Jets going to do with him. And again, like I, I don't, I don't understand what the value would be for the Pittsburgh Steelers in bringing in Sam Donald. Like at the upgrade in terms of bringing him in and the upgrade on what he is to Mason and and Haskins, I just, I, I don't see why we'd go, we'd go even trade a second or a third round pick for that. I, do, I don't understand why we'd do that. But Jeff, if if that was Kevin Colbert's big move, what's probably his last year is to trade in and get. If Ben's not coming back to trade in and get Donald, how would you be feeling about that one? Getting Sam Darnold, is that what you're asking me? 
Yeah. Yeah. If that was Kevin Colbert's big answer <sighs> to solving no big Ben, no Ben, big Ben in 2021. I mean, with Darnold, I mean, there's a lot of, I know the Jets said that they're interested in keeping it, but then there's also been talk that they're going to go after Deshaun Watson, in which he's be expendable. I guess for me, I've watched, and I don't see much of a difference between the two, is what I'm trying to say. Limited mobility by both. Both have the, the have tendency to have the happy feet. Um, accuracy can be an issue. Where's the upgrade is what my what I'm saying. Like some people are like, oh, Sam Darnold, because he was a higher draft pick, because he has a pedigree. Okay, I'll give you that. Other than that, is 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 it really worth the trade? I don't think so. Um, I've seen enough. <laughs> this is actually a line from uh, the movie A League of Their Own, which is one of my favorites. There he says, I've seen enough to know I've seen too much. And that's what I feel with Sam Darnold. Like I've seen enough of him to know that that's I'm okay. We have that we have that on our team in Mason Rudolph. I don't need that again. But would you be okay with that trade? No, I think it'd be a massive waste of a pick because, and it's funny, like, and I'm going to use an argument that I, against myself, I often was sitting there last year and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't really mind if we cut a few million off and, and didn't have Bard and he bring in Javon Clowney right now. That's a hot conversation for a different time, but a lot of people are sort of sitting there and going, well, you know, bring in Donald, but Rudolph knows the system and he's not that, and, and Donald wouldn't be that much of an upgrade what I saw from Rudolph in week 17, I would be more open to seeing that than bringing in Donald, who, as you said, with the happy feet equally right now, do we have a better O-line than what's sitting there on the jets? Maybe, but not by much. We've got a bunch of questions. It's what I said when Mark and I were talking about Deshaun Watson about three or four weeks ago. What, why would Deshaun Watson want to come to the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? There are questions in the O-line. And, and I think that's why if we're going to be, if Ben doesn't come back, if the solution is to do it through the draft or use a draft pick, draft pick, whether it's from a trade to find that next quarterback, it's got to be a top tier quarterback or go with what you've got. In the thing about quarter. Yeah. The thing about quarterbacks and snowman who gives us five bucks. Thank you very much. Snow. He says, you can't trust USC quarterbacks. They stink. Matt Leinert might disagree, even though he stunk in the NFL too. Um, I, I think that the thing about it, here's, what people forget is that if you like, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Okay. Yeah. And if you're have a top tier quarterback, you're not letting them get away no matter what. That's why everyone's bringing up Dak Prescott. If Cowboys literally feel like he is the guy, why would you ever let him leave? Why would you ever even entertain the thought of letting him walk or not signing him to a long-term deal? And so when everyone says, well, we'll just get a free agent quarterback. If they're available, they're not the answer in my opinion. You have to find the guy. And if you want to avoid the Bubby Brister, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox eras of the Steelers, you need to make sure you draft a guy. And that's why I said I'm okay if they're aggressive in the draft. I'm okay if this offseason, that's it, take them over an offensive lineman, whatever. Okay. If you get that guy, I'm more comfortable with them getting an, a veteran free agent offensive lineman than I am a veteran quarterback. Yeah, everyone says Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he winning you a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Not me personally, but that's just my take. I say that in in the NFL, when the quarterback position is the most important position, you're not going to get a guy on the free agent market that's worth anything. Yeah, and, and that's it. And the thing that I'm really interested to say as well, when you when you talk about those those first round quarterbacks that are picked that are no longer with those teams anymore as well. 
I, I'd love to know, you know, if I could be a fly on the wall. What? How good is Jordan Love sitting there in the Green Bay Packer room, you know, that they drafted there? You know, like we saw a bit out of Hurts, like um, on the Eagles side of things, is that there are some of these quarterbacks that sit there, sit there, sit there, and then we don't really ever get to see them flourish there. You know, is you know, is, would Green Bay be open with all their with all their salary yeah. cap options? Would they be open to trading a second or third for Love and maybe a, a higher pick in the following year? I, I would rather take that trade than a Darnold trade, for example. You know? I agree. I agree because the thing is, no one knows. There was no preseason this year. So it's not like we saw Jordan Love. Only they know what they have in him. I also think the flip side of that is how many quarterbacks were ruined because they were put on the field too early. I I think of someone like this guy is not a top tier quarterback. I actually like Deshaun Kaiser coming out of college. I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. He was mobile. But boy, was he ruined. I felt he was ruined because he, well, he went to Cleveland. And that's a, well, yeah, it's Cleveland. But uh, it's, it's, he's just an example that comes to mind of a quarterback. You're like, I feel like he still had some upside, but he's a career backup at this point. So it, it's it's one of those. And everyone brings up Haskins. Is Haskins the guy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Washington was a horrible team, and he didn't want to be there, and they didn't want him there. And so in that regard, how much did he put into it? And how much did he actually – not put into it. And do you want that kind of player in your organization? I'm the Steelers have no risk in this move, but there are some people that say, you know, maybe Haskins could be the guy that is perfect for Matt Canada's system. And if he is, what a steal would that be? I mean, think about that. Everyone talks about the worst case scenario, which isn't even that bad, which is the Steelers just saying, all right, but thanks. Thanks for playing. We'll see you next time. But if if it were the best case scenario, he gets on the field, runs Matt Canada's system to a T. It's more like a college system, which he's comfortable and was good at. State. What would that be? Well, there and I mean, for me with Haskins, if 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 Ben's not coming back and you're going and you're liking what you're seeing from Haskins there, I mean, and this is the hard thing in terms of when they can do the workouts and stuff. But for Haskins to be successful, I do think we need to take a high round running back. Um, I've, I've said countless times, you don't spend a, a first first round pick on a running back. But we need to give Haskins, and, and Rudolph in fairness as well, we need to give them a second round running back if, 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 we, if Ben's not coming back. We need to take that pressure off. We need to give them someone that can make a play, you know, when, when they're facing a lot of pressure there. So, Again, that's that's the question. We we don't we don't know. We're not necessarily sitting there. But as you say, it's like with Haskins. Is where are those 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 players that whether they're in the right fit or not? I mean, Shannon um, from, Shannon White from the website as well. He and I have talked um, sort of offline around Jacob Eason, who was a fourth round pick for the Colts, who's very very raw but got an absolute cannon of an arm. Like, could you trade a fifth for him and do that? Like, and I know we've just talked about not having projects, but. I just think there are so many ways to look at this quarterback position. But as I said, there's no point. There's no point using a first round pick at, at pick number 24 if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers on a quarterback like Matt Jones or Mac Jones or Kyle Trask for me. For nah, now. not a chance. Not a chance. But with with Pouncey's retirement, Jeff, uh, I, was, I was listening to some of your shows this week and you sort of mentioned that how much higher center had gone into that order order of sort of needs for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of the draft. Equally, 
Is there a position that you sort of thought going into this offseason they had to fill that's really come right out of that of that mix for you now? That's just not a priority, or there are things that are just now a much bigger priority going into the draft for you? Well, you know, l- let's do the before and after. So let's assume that Marquise Pouncey was going to return. So center's not on my draft board, not high at least. You have your right guard in DeCastro. You've got a core four coming back. You've got Dotson. You have one spot to fill. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you got to fill the center, which it's not like there's a Zach Banner or a Gerald Hawkins that you could sign for the cheap. J.C. Hasnauer is a restricted free agent, but he's not the answer. Not at all. I mean, just go check out Jeffrey Benedict's article about um, who's the real uh, enemy, I guess, for the Steelers slip down in, down the stretch. And J.C. Hasnauer was talked about a lot. Um, so for me, I think that now center skyrockets up to almost the top. It was at the top of my latest team needs list that I did. And that trumped, I, that bumped quarterback all the way off my list. Cause when you look at it, you're like, man, they need, I think they need to triple dip at center. They need to re-sign Hassenauer just as a security blanket. He can play guard too. Uh, they need to draft someone and they also need to look for a veteran, um, maybe it's BJ Finney if he gets released. Uh, there's a couple other people that are out there floating around. But it, it's, again, who are you going to bring in with very m- minimal salary cap space? But Pouncey retiring changes so much for the Steelers. And it's beyond Ben Roethlisberger's relationship with him. It goes beyond everything in terms of the team needs and how they're going to approach the draft. What about you? How, how does that alter things for you? Uh, yeah, for me... And, I, and I've got to stick to what I've said so far and that like, I think you can get a good center in the second round. And again, it, it was up there for me because I mean, quite frankly, when I, when I saw that wildcard game, it wasn't necessarily one off for me from what we've seen from Pounce over the last couple of years, that, that some of that play has started to drop off. And even if it was coming back, we need someone there that we can, we can go to going forward. And there are a couple of really great centers to go after in this draft. Um, the piece for me that skyrocketed up a little bit is wide receiver. Um, I've very much come to the conclusion that we will be losing Juju as much as I don't particularly like that that result there. Um, the one that's dropped down, though, a bit for me, and it's, it's happened a little bit because of these priorities that have come up for the Pittsburgh Steelers, equally having a look at the contract that you can play with with Ebron, um, where previously it'd be a cut. I think they can do some stuff to extend him out is tight end. I actually thought they needed to spend quite a decent round pick on a, on a tight end this year. This would be the draft to do it. There's some great tight ends. That's fallen way down the list for me, even with Vance McDonald retiring. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do in that position because they need to give, particularly if Ben's not coming back, they need to give some weapons in that tight end room and really stretch that field. And I'm interested to see how Canada's going to work a tight end in as well. I think when you look at that, see, that's the thing here with team needs. And a lot of people get this mixed up. We're not talking about draft needs. We're talking about team needs. And what is the most important aspect for the Steelers? Not where they need to target in the draft. Because this, in my opinion, this draft of centers, this class, it's awful. There's just not a standout guy that you're going to say, take him in the first round. He's going to start for you day one. There's some guys you might get on day two or day, you know, mid rounds, second, third, fourth, that are going to be quality players they're going to be a good stopgap there i just don't see that marquise pouncey so to speak in this upcoming draft class and so 
even though I had center at the top, doesn't mean I think they need to take a center in the first round. Like I, I want to make that very clear for both people listening, that there's a big difference between a team need and a draft need and what you expect to happen in the draft. But um, the Steelers world's going to get rocked more than just this. Just be prepared. It just that you said that the title of this is, is this the calm before the storm? This is the calm before the storm, but it's not going to, the storm's not going to hit. I'm telling you right now, storm's not going to hit until March. So we have a couple weeks to get our stuff together to prepare ourselves because uh, in the month of March is when all the stuff's going to happen. That's when we're going to probably hear about the salary cap, Ben's uh, money's due, the new league year starting, free agency, the tampering period on the 15th. It's going to be wild and crazy. That's it. That's it. Now with that, that wraps up part one of this week's Steelers Touchdown Under. If you're listening live right now on YouTube or Facebook, stay with us and we'll be right back in just a second. If you're on the audio side, Flick over to part two, where we're going to continue. We're going to take a bit of audience Q and A. We're going to do our usual segment, slinging the slang, a bit of an extended version for Jeff. This is oh going to boy. be full of laughs. We're going to see how it goes there, um, and then yeah, just keep continuing talking about this calm before the storm that is this off season. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.